You're listening to Get to Know World of Warships, a podcast created by Bogsy and Synpax. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get to Know World of Warships. I have a very special episode. I know I say they're all special, but I was lying every time before. This one actually is special. Uh, I'm being joined by uh, frequent co-host, friend, collaborator, Borla. Hello, Borla. Hey, Bogsy. Yeah, good, man. And we're going to be uh, grilling one Monsieur Doyle also known as the Shame of 07 from Clan 07 Devastating Strike. How are you, Doyle? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem, brother. Um, so the subject of today's podcast, everybody, should be no surprise. It's going to be about the Commander Skill rework that just dropped uh, and we've been messing with over the weekend. So um, primarily what I'd like to do here, because there's a lot to talk about, I want to focus on a few specific things uh, given the fact that you, I was fortunate enough to have Doyle donate some time to us. Um, the primary thing we're going to talk about is the fact that uh, Doyle, along with Frice from 07, and I'm sure a number of other folks, have made a guide on what they think are going to be the most competitive and most, I guess, logical uh, builds for Tier 10 ships. Uh, I've looked at them myself. I think they make a lot of sense. It showed me some things that I hadn't quite picked up on yet myself. So we're going to be talking about that with him specifically, hoping he could shed a little light on how they got there, as well as uh, discussing a little bit about what we think the meta is going to happen. Uh, sorry, what we think is going to happen in the meta, what it, the meta is going to look like, both for competitive and for randoms, and then uh, maybe do a little speculation also on why some of these skills seem so bafflingly good or bad because um, we might be able to pick something out of uh, out of the darkness here so we'll see um, so I guess I guess the first question and Borla and I'll sort of just trade off here but really I'd like to just have discussion about it is um, you guys you and Frice are listed as the authors of the guide uh, for these new skills for tier 10s I'll include a list of that so everybody uh, who wants can not a list sorry a link to that so anybody listening can take a look and uh, see for themselves but um, when you guys decided you were gonna go ahead and do this what was how, how much of it was actual like test see if this is good and how much of it was just the intuition coming from a clan of exceptionally good players hmm. um I think, I mean, personally, even though I authored the guide, right, um, I haven't had really a lot of time to actually try a lot of this stuff. So it, personally, it is speculation, but um, me and Frice, uh, the, th the thing that we do in 07, it's really a really collaborative environment. And um, like, I'll just sit there in a voice channel with, I don't know, a handful of other, other guys. Um, and I, I literally just bounce, bounce ideas off of them, no matter how silly they may seem or whatever, because there's there's practically no judgment there. Um, so yeah, even even though Frice and I do, like wrote the document, it's like very heavy input from say Pizza or Swell Power, um, currently Waffle House employee, um, a couple other people in there. I thought um, that was set for. At least three months now. I don't know why I thought that was set. I don't know. You guys change your names around on Discord so much. I can't yeah, keep a track of all of you. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, let, let's get right to it, I suppose. Um, I, I want to just get a quick overview from you, uh, and then we'll get into some more of the specific questions and thoughts that Borla had shared with me before. Um, what do you think 
What do you think overall this patch did to BBs, cruisers, and DDs? If you had to sort of sum up an overall, you know, an overall impression, first impression. Hmm, that's tough. This is, yeah, this is the problem where I don't have the game experience, so it's a little hard. But um, what it feels like from yeah. a lot of um, player, just general feedback and watching like some streams of, I don't know, BFK, whoever, um, it honestly feels like a lot of builds aren't really viable. Um, hopefully I'm not the only one thinking that. Like they, Wargaming, ironically, they claim that this patch would create variety and in a in a way it does like there's what tons of new skills but um, only an extremely small handful of them are actually usable like sure yeah battleships obviously like deadeye in its current state is basically a given like it's kind of a no-brainer you're, you're you're using effectively a 17 point captain and deadeye is just there like if that makes sense um, yeah well, let me put it this way i can kind of share some of the observations that I've seen and heard from people and maybe Doyle you can see if you agree based on the stuff you've seen and you've you've played so far on this patch is it's moved the battleships all the way to the back because people think Deadeye is all powering now it is a very super strong skill but for some reason they feel like the fact that they have it means they always have to be at that range and then it makes the cruisers and destroyers less of a support class and more independent you know mm -hmm. the cruisers are in the back he farming the destroyers don't have some of their team skill options anymore and it seems to just be making everybody play damage farming games instead of yeah. any coordination like randoms didn't have good coordination before but i think this will drive it worse yeah i definitely agree with that um there's really they, they took out a lot of um, survivability skills. They made them less powerful um, or less enticing. And then um, there's just so much stuff that's just DPS-centric, right? Like um, off, off recording, we were talking about heavy sap or heavy HE, how that makes cruisers just sit on the back line. As we mentioned, Deadeye pushes people away. And like, there's really not an incentive to push. There's no... I don't know. Like, there's no like team buffs or anything, you know. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. It's very individual. I had said to uh, Borla right beforehand that I, I felt like there was a lack of support skills, especially for cruisers, um, mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, I uh, this may be a silly comparison because it's warships and it's not other things, but you know, having each class, I always hear of cruisers being referred to as the support class, and I think they're the most versatile class in the sense that. You know, you've got pseudo battleships like Stalingrad that can citadel battleships at 23 kilometers. And then you've, you know, you've got uh, a, a, you've got a sliding scale of like how much like a battleship they are versus how much like a DD. You know, then you've got mm -hmm. you've got a Minotaur, which is a great big goofy DD, and you've got a couple other cruisers. You know, even down a few, a few tiers like the Atlanta, which is basically a big cruiser. You got the Huang He, which is basically a big DD. Um, not competitive ships by any stretch, but you know. The, right. the 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 landscape of what cruisers can be is pretty wide. They're the most gender fluid of the uh, World <laughs> of Warships ship classes. Um, so so I guess what I what I noticed was that I didn't really see a whole lot of skills that help cruisers 
play more like a DD or fill that role? Or, you know, I, I feel like there's quite a few that help them, that help, say, farming ships. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Heavy HE and SAP was the one that we were talking about earlier. And it's like, okay, so that just makes the ships that already hit hard, hit harder. And not only that, because it comes with a 15% detectability increase, it, it's sort of one of those things where it goes, oh, well, if I'm going to be... If I want extra damage for my guns so badly that I'm going to make myself much easier to spot, I might as well just go all or nothing and say, completely forget the uh, detection of any kind, go for range, go for DPM, you know, and then you get you get a Hindenburg or a Henry with 20 kilometer spotting range, but that's just pumping out shells that do a huge amount of damage. Or like the Venezia even, that's <laughs> that's the real culprit I think we're going to find again. Um, you know, 20 km Venezia with 19 kilometer detection that, um, you know, hits like a bread truck because of the 10% buff to shells. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but it seems to me as though everything except for destroyers was pushed back in terms of how they're being incentivized to play. And, and Borla, what do you think? Cause I, I feel like that's actually not a good thing. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. The cruiser class definitely lost a lot of the team play aspects. And the same thing with the destroyers. You used to have skills like jack of all trades, smokescreen expert, vigilance that at least helped your team in certain ways. And now a lot of the DD builds are going to be around fearless and dazzle and other things that they're they're not having any type of support role and as you mentioned now what i found i played a few dd games since the patch and generally speaking a lot of the cruisers are all the way in the back farming like you talked about the builds that make sense for some of those things like a a henry and a hindenburg are even further back than they were before the battleships are all the way back so the destroyers are pretty much all on their own if they're pushing around any caps or anything like that and it's I think it moves the game even further away from team play. Yeah. Doyle, what do you think about that? Do you feel like cruisers are being incentivized to sit back sort of like BBs are? Do you see... You do? Okay. Yeah, there's... I mean, yeah, like, we we can look at the skill tree and there's nothing really... There's literally nothing like, hey, if you're around, say, I don't know, like... Cap circle or something... um, there's nothing to buff your ship. Like everything is a soloist like dream. Like outnumbered, for instance, is like yeah. that. That's just perfect for a flank cruiser, for instance, um, because it buffs you when there's more enemies within your gun range than friendly. So you want to be all the way off on the uh, the borders of the map, right? Right. Um, and there's nothing if you're within the cap circle or something, or within say three four kilometers of a capsule circle um that you get better reload or concealment or something like that um and yeah it's a little disappointing it, it is odd it, it almost like begs the question of like hey why don't you know they <sighs> i want to switch gears a tiny little bit um even though we haven't really discussed dds or cvs yet um th- there are there's something unique about this this patch is skill rework, which was that they have situational skills, literally skills that only take effect when certain criteria are met. Most obvious glaring example is dead eye. Um, for those of you 
listening who haven't really looked into it yet, Deadeye is the reason why all the battleships are in the back now. Uh, it basically means as long as nothing is, as long as there are no ships within your standard detectability range, uh, you get minus 10% to your dispersion, which is amazing. Um, standard standard detectability, by the way, means the detectability that your ship has when you load into the match. It's not after you fire, it's not your base before concealment buffs or debuffs, it's just whatever your, your, your detect is when you load into the game, that's your standard. Um, so, obviously, Deadeye can stop functioning at some point, uh, and there are other skills, like the, uh, I think it's, there's Brawler, which is you know, it's when someone is within your gun range, you get... Isn't it within your gun range? I, I, Fearless Brawler is improved reload time when your ship is spotted in a DD. The Deadeye one, somebody can be in your range if they're not spotted. So they have to be spotted in your range. You have, you know, oh, yeah. So okay. To your point, there's a lot of those skills now that, that flip on and off based on conditions and the the distance between you and other enemies, but there's no natural UI indicator like, hey, Outnumbered is working right now, or Deadeye is working right now, or here's your countdown till when Dazzle is over. Right. And I think I think those are super important. It would be great if you could even see when your enemy is is having those skills activated, but for sure, for yourself, you should be able to see those things. I would think so, yeah. I mean, that seems to me like a simple UI addition and i know it would take a little bit of resources from the game engine but again i can't imagine it being that much you know um, yeah, like the systems in place like the game can detect when it when it's active like why can't there be a little yeah little grayed out icon like next to your mini map or something? yeah the game already <laughs> tells you when you are detected like just put up another little thing like detected with a little green light or a red light for something i don't i don't know it seems to me a very simple easy fix that should have thought about when they're throwing in there because and we have symbols for hydro and aa and radar and all those other things it wouldn't be that difficult to have three or four symbols for these different skills that do that and have them pop on when they're activated we have incoming fire alert for god's sakes like it literally <laughs> tells you hey someone just shot at you from what's it up to now you, from over Bogsy, you know what my favorite part of incoming fire alert is now with the new rework what's that it's the recommended tier one skill for a thunder oh yeah <laughs> uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, go check. I had to. I like. I looked and thought that, and then I was talking to Bogsy earlier today, and I had to go relook to make sure I saw it right. I mean, so about that, by the way, about the fact that I've heard so many people complain about um, about how we're gaming the initial skills um, that they they sort of set up as standard are ridiculous and i have to agree they generally are but at the same time i also understand why a game company doesn't want to um set you up with the most optimal build immediately because there's no incentive for you to try it out use critical thinking and figure it out for yourself which means everyone's just on the same page right from the get-go um i sort of understand why they didn't do that but it is strange to see like <laughs> I don't know. If, if you want to laugh, pull up a, an AP cruiser, uh, AP-only cruiser like uh, Minotaur or Plymouth or something like that, and look at how many skills are X'd out because they're not recommended. It's like, it's nearly half the skills. That's very funny. Um, but let's... Let, I want to I throw this out there right now, and that is I really, really, really think that 
anyone listening to this should consider going to Wargaming's website and activating the, I want to call it like the blanket reset for your captain skills, especially if you have lots of captains. Because I don't know about you guys, but I think that you don't want to get stuck in a month or so or whenever they do it. You don't want to get stuck with their recommended builds and have to spend credits or doubloons resetting them when you finally come around to it. What do you, what do you think about that, Doyle? Yeah, um, my guide, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it in my guide, but I said, or I believe that their recommended skills are uh, pretty they're pretty bad, man. Yeah. Um, I really wish it was just more like, um, I guess something like my guide in a way, like this is something for like a, a tank build, or this is like a, a DPS cruiser or torque destroyer, you know? Not right. Like a cookie cutter shimakaze this is what you take because nobody really thinks about what they want they're just like oh working says this is good i guess i'll try it like well and some of them are flat out wrong you know the yeah. the idea of the thunder incoming fire alert being your first tier one skill there's different ways you could play the thunder you know some people he spam a lot and so they might not go with gun feeder but most people are going to go with gun feeder like you could have a conversation around which of those is first or whatever but to have incoming fire alert be even on the list i don't i don't know if like is there anybody who is a decent thunder player that is gonna run that as more than like a meme and it's the recommended build yeah i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mean you know it's 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 fine to recommend skills that aren't optimal i mean everybody has a different play style and all that and again if they did the all the work for us then what's the point of playing the game i suppose it's it's part of the fun of a game is applying yourself to figuring out what works best and what's optimal and then you know attaching your ego to that then getting into arguments on forums with it right i mean that's part of the game right exactly okay good you're only right if you've got somebody else on the internet to give up <laughs> well Luckily for us, the internet is a very understanding, uh, agreeable place. So clearly that's not going to be a problem. But um, one of the most interesting things, Doyle, about the 07 guide from uh, from what I was watching was, excuse me, um, was the way that you sort of, I really appreciated this actually, which was, you know, you can go to the destroyer, cruiser, battleship carrier, what have you tab, and right at the get-go, you've got a little listing for build type, you know, the 07 pick, the alternate, and then what style each one is. And then you've broken it down into smoke gunboat, gunboat, open water gunboat for destroyers, torp boat or hybrid, for example. I thought that was very helpful um, just in terms of setting up content and creating something that helps other people because it really does sort of make you go, oh, yeah, I, I know how these boats feel, and I know that's just what they are, and that's helpful. Um, so with that, with, with destroyers, because we didn't really get to destroyers, I do want to know if you find, if you think Dazzle, is it Dazzle or Dazzling? I think it's Dazzling. Dazzle. Dazzle, damn it. Um, <laughs> like, do you find that, do you think that's actually going to be a, a, a skill that, I mean, is, is even relevant? It looked like the most exciting one to me for DDs when it came out, and then I'm sort of like, but what do I really want this on? Um, well, in a, I guess I'll start with, like, in a comp setting, like, it is absolutely just mandatory like mm -hmm. destroyer gets radared and like you know the six second delay and then everybody shoots at the same time right well, every single one of those those shots has a 20 percent penalty to dispersion which is 
just hilariously big. Um, Translates to more overall effective health, right? Yeah, precisely. Um, and I think even in random, it's like the destroyers aren't necessarily like super point hungry. Um, they're kind of like it really depends. Like daring, for instance, is, might be a little more point hungry than like a uh, Ashimakaze. Um, but it it's it feels like um, dead eye in a way. Like it's basically just a given. Like you should be taking this. Like in randoms, I guess um, there's an argument where um, that I I believe in. I follow um, where the tighter the enemy dispersion is, the easier the salvo is to dodge. Correct. Yeah, because um, it, it covers a smaller area, so then it's just that much easier to get out of the way. Um, so I don't personally take it there, but like I know some people that aren't as comfortable, <laughs> like they in their shimakaze or whatever. But, so what you're describing yeah. there, if if I may clarify, because um, I've I've had I've had folks who listen um, who aren't you know hurricane level players yet they they sometimes will will miss things or not have something. Uh, make sense to them. So what you're describing there is there's there's a line of thinking that in randoms, if it might actually be better for your enemy to fire at you with a very tight, uh, a tight dispersion of their shells more accurately because it's easier to dodge and take no damage in a DD, whereas if they shotgun you like a Kansas or a Pomeran or something, you can't really dodge because whether whether they aimed properly or not, there's still the same chance they'll hit you just with fewer mm -hmm. shells. Is that what you're describing? Yeah, so like um, in randoms, obviously the gameplay level is very a very stark difference. Um, like typically, not typically, but a lot of people have a little struggle mm -hmm. um, with aiming. Like, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything <laughs> at all. It's just, like, it's just like a perceived like trend, I suppose. Um, like GK, for instance, is really... An annoying thing. I don't know if anybody anybody relates. Um, like, GK just gets the random single shell citadel. I think like from twenty one kilometers yes. out of nowhere, <laughs> the entire salvo misses, and then that one just stray shell will will, will uh, nick you. But um, well, and I think we're yeah. seeing that some right now with Dead Eye with the battleships mm -hmm. in the back. If you're playing any type of mobile ship and some of these players that are really bad sitting in the back have tight dispersion and they're completely missing you instead of getting a few random hits or random fire here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The margin for error is like considerably smaller. Um, so, well, let, let me ask you this Doyle, cause you and Fryce went through this and obviously spent a lot of time looking at the skills and talking to some of our guys about the way skill progressions work in various video games. You know, you think of like an RPG game or a tower defense game that have proven gaming concept of like the logical power progression for a skill. You know, mm -hmm. one point's a little bit of fire, two points a lot, three points build, so on. It's thematically consistent. It, there's a logical power progression. To me, looking at these skills, a lot of it seems haphazard where you can, hey, I'm starting to build this way and then you have to kind of go sideways for an optimal build to get something else and you can't, like, like it's not put together like normal gaming logic. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I haven't really put too much thought into that, so I can't comment too much. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it feels, it feels kind of all over, man. Like, I mean, I think, I think what Borla is, is saying is a, uh, or he's asking is sort of, it's it's a little speculation he and I were doing earlier, which was the notion of, you know, he and I and probably you too, Doyle, have plenty of 
19 point captains for sure but also you know maybe even enough commander xp would have you to bump a couple up to 21 if we were crazy enough to feel like that was you know worth the uh expenditure um but for example someone who's relatively new to this game or like you know maybe not new but like let's say they've got 2000 games they've got two tier 10s and they're they've got a whole port full of ships between tiers five and nine and they've got a whole bunch of you know captains that basically haven't even reached that might just have barely reached um 10 points so far so do you feel i i I have a hard time empathizing with what that experience must feel like anymore because i've been away from that for a long time now having you know played quite a bit Mm -hmm. um so do you have a sense of you know as as you if you were a newer player moving you know moving your ship from tier five up to tier 10 um, do you have a sense of whether this would make it, this the sort of new builds would make it harder or easier to sort of scale as you go up? Um, hmm. I think, I think this is like, for instance, like I'll mention battleships because it's a little easier. Um, like the build path is kind of strange now and like, some skills like um, adrenaline rush and superintendent got more expensive mm-hmm. and like you i guess in like league of legends i um i'll say like you have your power spikes right like you get a certain skill and like all of a sudden your ship is like actually quite strong or <laughs> right um it, yeah it's hard because the old system i think um in terms of like skill power it felt like the one two points were like actually quite quite good bang for your buck skills like um priority priority targets for instance it's now a two point so it's kind of dead but um like a lot of the one points were really really good and they were comfortable picks and you didn't feel like you were losing out a lot Mm -hmm. by missing out on um like i guess dead eye now (laughs) (laughs) right yeah, it feels. I I can't imagine the new player experience with this. Like it's pretty all over the place and just. Um... Yeah. Well, and speaking to that, the new player experience. If you stop and look at the flexibility we have now on commanders to move them around to different classes, especially if you happen to have premium ships, I like the seal clubbing that's going on and that's going to go on that's going to be so difficult for new players to adapt to like i was messing around the other day in one of the kamikazes and you can run liquidator that gives you 30 percent more flooding it's a one point skill swift fit fish five percent torpedo speed which is two point then fill the tubes which is 10 percent reload buff on your torpedoes and swift and silence that gives you eight percent faster you're faster when you're not not located or when you're not not spotted and it's like you're going like 48 or 48 knots in a destroyer in a tier 4 tier 5 game spamming torpedoes you know every 35 40 seconds and they're faster than they used to be it's like i can't imagine a new player stepping into that especially because of the points that are required now you know a 21 point build now is really a side grade from an old 19 point build it's not i don't i don't think it's a better build you have to have more points to get the same thing mm-hmm. yeah I, I think like battleships actually like they give up 
you lose stuff for having a 21 point because you don't get superintendent concealment and fire prevention anymore well, right I, but you know um and i think actually like this this is a good talking point like this is really overlooked like the flexibility of these captains like and i guess how overwhelming the whole system is for um and how complicated it feels like it's just enable steel clubbing when it's already a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> these poor new players they they don't know what's happening like all of a sudden this guy's super fast or like he has better reload than me like why why is that and then... yeah i will say to wargaming's credit um i will say that i thought it was the correct move to give everybody free resets for the first month so that people can play around with and test stuff and see how it feels without feeling like they're literally you know, sapping their bank account to do so, mm -hmm. their in-game bank account, or even real-life bank account, I suppose. <laughs> um, you know, I thought that was that was at least a classy move to sort of say, hey, we know this is disruptive. And it's disruptive to the, you know, sort of um, our, our arbitrary knowledge or ubiquitous knowledge that everybody's accumulated so far that it's like, hey, we just understand it to be this way. That just got turned upside down. Um, so here have this for free for a while while you play in the sandbox and figure it out. Um, you know, you mentioned specifically some of the tier four battleship scales and, and I don't, I don't know why I keep fixating on the battleships, but I feel like the cruiser skills in general are very meh. They're very like, okay, sure. Why not? Or yeah, it, it's not going to hurt too much. Um, you know, the only major skill really would be that um, would be the, the ones that really stick out to me are the heavy HE sap and the, Top gun gamer, top gun, top guy, gunner. top yeah, grade top gunner, TGG. Um, those are the only ones where it's like, hey, this makes a difference in terms of how this really does make a difference in terms of how your game is going to go out. Um, but most are pretty like, eh, whatever. And the DD skills in general feel like just tiny alterations to me from the previous skills, which fine, whatever. Dazzle's exciting and it's new and it's dazzling and I like it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I do like, I feel like DDs and BBs really are the places where things got the most change. Carriers, I, I really, I'm sorry to everybody listening. The carrier skills to me are very uninteresting. Um, the only interesting one was the stealth one that increases your stealth by 15%, but it your planes come back like 50% slower or something like that, which... Hidden menace. Hidden menace. Yeah. It's a hidden menace because the skill itself is a trap because your planes be, don't just return <laughs> your planes don't just return to the carrier slower they take 50% longer to actually reach safe altitude so when you recall your fight your planes they get shredded by flak on their way up to go back to the carrier it's what the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know how they figured... And it costs you 4 points for the privilege yeah, oh it costs you 4 <laughs> points for the privilege of losing all your planes ridiculously what the heck? Um, I, that's just hysterical to me. But the second one that just baffles me, since I guess we're talking now about baffling choices and how did they not think of this, is the uh, the battleship skill that increases your, I think it increases your AP damage by 5% or 10% maybe? Super heavy AP shells. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It increases your AP shell damage by 5% and it increases your fire and flood duration by 30 percent it's a That's... huge sacrifice for what i would call a middling 
bonus to your to your AP damage. Unless you guys think that we're all sleeping on this somehow, and this is actually awesome. Um, I'm actually I'll touch on that a bit. I'm Please. actually gonna try experimenting with like uh, le legendary, just full anti dot Montana, because I think with with that ledge mod, it's like the only only possible candidate that can even consider that skill. But uh -huh. it's just so hilariously lopsided like i think current i don't know exactly the number but i think fires do something around like base is like 18 percent of your ship's health which is quite a lot and then suddenly it's plus 30 percent and that's 23 24 percent of your health like you get four fires and then that alpha and you're dead just you're gone you have no choice but to just just take it and i Mm -hmm. It's just so weird. Like, you see something like Basics of Survivability or Adrenaline Rush that have literally no downside to taking them other than the in, in the point investment. Right. And then you see super heavy AP. Like, like what even? <laughs> like, yeah. cruisers get that skill too, and they have no downside either. But then battleships, for some reason, they have a plus 30% duration. Yeah. Well, and I think some of these skills that have the negative side, it would be better if they were balanced around just the positive. The the having skills that you pay points for that nerf your ship in other areas, I just think it would be more clear cut if, for instance, in that case of super heavy AP shells, the bonus was a little less and it didn't have. It it would be one thing if there were two clear paths that you could go. And hey, if you build it this way or you build it that way, but instead it just seems like it kind of meanders all over the place. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I don't even know, like you go to some market or something like, hey, yeah, I'll try that. Or like Costco, like I'll try a sample of that, a little bit of this. Um, and then suddenly you've had a meal, but <laughs> like, yeah. It, I, I, this may sound this may sound hyperbolic, but like just using your analogy and taking it to its hilarious logical extreme, something like heavy AP shells that gives five percent bonus to AP damage, but thirty percent longer fire and flooding. To me, it's the equivalent of going to Costco and picking out like you know, like here, here's a uh, here's an aftershave um, that you know is a little tiny bit smoother, but it also comes with the downside of it can cause explosive and surprise diarrhea. And you're like, this is not worth it at all. You know, like if, if maybe this was, you know, like some sort of amazing anti-aging serum that you're putting, I'm putting on my face or something like that, but it causes explosive diarrhea. It's like, well, okay. I mean, you know, maybe for something <laughs> incredible like that, but 5% AP damage, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, uh, and I think with the battleships in particular, the way the skills are built, you're going to be more passive in the back. We've already seen that with the Deadeye, but I wish there were skills instead that would give you a choice of, hey, here's, here's the long-range sniper build that makes sense, and here is a way to be more tanky, to support your team closer, to build for more health that made sense. Like, none of the builds other than going towards Deadeye and going for that max damage makes sense in the battleships as we see them. And I, I wish there were true variety there. And you can see it, you know, I, I looked over the sheet that was put together, like 
every battleship it's like dead eye dead eye dead eye kremlin's frontline but i don't think it's like that <laughs> ship took a huge nerf to do it like that's still the way to do it like you guys are right i i believe you know i i don't think you guys are wrong there but it went from being a really strong ship in a lot of scenarios to really having a small role in in anything yeah totally um actually something i want to mention that could be interesting like a quite a light balancing change like if dead eye just were swapped like if you're detected like like top grade gunner i guess except that for battleships um you get better dispersion and like you you run a negative concealed build like you're running 19 km but you have to be with a 19 km to actually get the buff or something like that but that's interesting i i like that because there are cross purposes in the um the Oddly enough, the, um, shoot, what's the, I've been using this word all morning, the incentive, Jesus, uh, I got so much dumber when I left college, like 12 years ago, you guys, it's not even, it's just, it's just been a slow, painful mental degradation for my vocabulary. Um, <laughs> the idea of, hey, look, if you want to sit in the back, that's fine, but if you want that extra if you want that extra dispersion, you will have to make yourself vulnerable. How do you do that? By being detected. You only get the buff to dispersion when you are in fact detected, which encourages people to get close enough to be detected, at the very least by their gun, by their gun range. You know, you fire your guns, your dispersion, your detection goes all the way out to its maximum. You get better dispersion. It encourages you to be engaged in the battle for a bonus. Um, whereas this is like, hey. You get a bonus when no one can see you. And how do you, how can no one see you? Be as far away as possible. And that's just like, oh, God. It, it's, a, it's a passive buff to carriers. This is just going to turn into a, us bitching about Deadeye for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> like, it encourages people to, it, it buffs the game for carriers, in my opinion, because if the battleships are further away, then one of the biggest AA platforms is, is in gen generally is further away now from the cruisers, which are trying to support the DDs, which are trying to cap. So it just makes carriers better at spotting and killing DDs and even cruisers because things are more spread out. And I don't know that that's good. I think it might even be worse. I really wish that they had, they had taken this commander rework opportunity to encourage closer play. Not YOLOing, but closer play. And Borla, you just described a... You know, you, you just mentioned something about, you know, it's possible that it could have been the reverse or maybe it was Doyle. I'm sorry, I forgot who said it, but like maybe something happens when you are closer, sort of the way that. Uh, um, God, I can't yeah, remember I, the names of any of these skills now. Close quarter specialist. Close quarter yeah. specialist. Reload time if you're within secondary or somebody's spotted in secondary. Sure. Range, but... That's a that's a good that's not a bad skill. Like that's a good thing. It encourages you yeah. to get in closer. The, the problem is most people who are playing to have good stats in a battleship or to get good damage they're going to have other choices that are more important like like mm -hmm. the the close quarter specialist build in a battleship is going to be a meme build even more than secondary builds used to be i think when you look at you have to take dead eye if you're going to be close up you're not going to leave fire prevention off then, you, then yeah. you have you know you know so <laughs> like you can't the way i see it you can't really build to do a, before you could build to do a little bit of both you could have a survival build and also an accurate battleship and i 
just don't see a way to do it now with the with the way the points are laid out. Yeah. Um it like the skills are just super bottom heavy like I I think like you've noticed it too. Um the 1 through 3 like they don't really do anything, right? Like they just <laughs> they have random buffs to your ship like tort protection, cool. Yeah. Fire duration, cool. But then you get to the four points and that's when it like all of a sudden your ship is completely different. Like, They're more dynamic skills, yeah. Exactly. Well, and Doyle, to your point earlier that you made, the way the skill tree was before, there were some very important skills for one or two points, one, two points you could get. Uh, you know, you could have the uh, priority target was one point. And I ran it on the vast majority of my boats because it gave you important information if a dd chose his torps to be on you if if you know you had somebody you were peeking around a corner and a battleship across the map switches to look at you it was all gave you passive information i felt that was very valuable mm -hmm. and the same thing with you know what's what's now like emergency repair expert and things like that they just made it so those points are it's too costly those skills are too costly and I think it'll be interesting to see. I think we all know there's going to be some adjustments and there will be some tweaking of this. I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes as they start moving these skills, if they change any as far as the the values that they have or they'll actually adjust the cost. I think I think they made the, the grind for new players a lot tougher. And I didn't I don't know that they consciously meant to. But if you look at the amount of of boats that like the three of us can run our captains on because we have premium boats and we have things like like I, I looked in port today the two nation ovechkin that i have can run 68 ships not including the one he's trained on and like how do how do new players compete with that let alone the fact that the progression from 19 to 21 points is now 1.2 million and you know everybody I've seen on the internet. Some of our guys did it. I'm sure Doyle, you've seen it. The guys who did kind of the progressive equation of what it should have been for XP was like 460 thousand or something like that to go from 19 to 21. And I I just think people like us will figure it out and and be okay. And we have a lot more resources to and people to brainstorm with. But the new players or the random dude who has three or four buddies he plays this game with, I think this is going to be really daunting for him to tackle, not just to pick good builds, but also to get there with the points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it is funny to sort of think back now on, you know, who to sort of think back on, like, what, what does this feel like to an incoming player? And uh, it. It, it does seem a little daunting to me in the sense of like, oh, God, well, you know, there is, for BBs at least, they split superintendent into a three and four skill, you know, which I know it was good, but it wasn't so good that it needed like, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't think it was that amazing. Um, it, it's just an odd, it's just an odd choice, I suppose, to, to do some of the things. Um Here's here's a question that actually was um, put forth to me when I asked by uh, your clanmate Pullycat uh, Doyle. Pullycat's a member of O Seven. He uh, joined us a while back when we talked specifically about submarines. Um, Pullycat is sort of known for writing very good analyses and predictions in the forums for how things are going to go. Um, and actually, of all things, just to plug Pully for just a second. Um, 
of all of all things, Sub Octavian, when he came on our podcast and talked to us, he actually said he referenced Polycat's article about submarines specifically when he was describing the right way that the community can let the game company know, hey, this is an issue, and it's to make a really good argument and not be, you know, not make an emotional conjecture. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Polycat threw out there the idea to me that. Um, um, let me, let me, I don't want to misquote him, but um, to paraphrase a little bit, he basically said, to what degree do we think these skills are set up the way that they are because this is the new skill set that's going to have to deal with submarines? Because they're going to put submarines in. They've said repeatedly they've sunk, pun intended, too much cost into, into it. Um, and they've said they're fully planning on doing it. And I believe them so I, I think he specifically pointed out like they're encouraging bbs to play further back is that is it a possible thing that they're encouraging bbs now to start playing further back because submarines are going to be the thing that destroys battleships meaning you know that they're pretty easy to hit with torpedoes so are they sort of prepping the community to get ready for the inclusion of subs what do you think? Have you speculated on that at all? Uh, I'm sorry. There's a vacuum in the background of my family. Um, How dare you be I'm a real human being, Doyle? I expect you to be the uh, World of Worship's god that I know you as. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't live in a basement, <laughs> like, like popular opinion might suggest. Um, <laughs> I think it's just like if, they, like, if you look at the UI, there's actually quite a lot of like gray space. Um, it's kind of weird how much like that little section takes up, but then the captain skills actually don't fill up a lot of area. Um, yeah, that's fair. But like, if all of a sudden they throw in submarine skills, like a whole column of them, like that just makes your ship that like your build that much harder to just pick. Like, do I get extra death charges on my destroyer, or do I get better gun reload for when I'm fighting other DDs or something like that? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's ready. Like, it, I'm just trying to take it at baby steps and kind of just put that out of my mind. Like, I'm really hoping Wargaming realizes like th this needs to come first, and then the submarines can come. Like, I don't know, in another year or something. <laughs> Hopefully, when this is hashed out. But right, it's just not there. What do you think, uh, Borla? You concur with that? I think it's going to be shoved down our throat way sooner than any of us want it to be and i think you know the same thing Mo most people are still not totally happy with how cvs are i don't think this captain's rework will be put together in a way where we all feel it's comfortable and good when those happen when the subs come um one of the things that i think wargaming is really missing out on where they have a lot of potential that they're not not really they're not capturing the, the operations that are out there, the stuff that they do with CVs and submarines, like well, most competitive players aren't going to want to do operations unless it's to farm some free XP or captain's XP when it's lucrative to do so. But there is a subset of this game. You know, I know a few guys who play operations all the time and they love it and what, whatever. Like, can you imagine if they dedicated 
a decent amount of time to developing developing some operations that use the submarines, maybe UCVs. You could have destroyers against subs and whatever, and use that as a testing ground instead of just doing some some public test server stuff and then dumping it on us. I I feel like a lot of these big changes have to happen, and there's not a great way to rip the bandaid off on a new captain rework like this was. There wouldn't be a great way to rip the bandaid off with subs. I do think they shot they showed some foresight by having a couple 7v7 clan brawls after this rework but before the clan battle season mm. like that made me feel good a little bit that hey some of us will get to mess around with that and they'll get to see some data from it but I just feel like there's some missed opportunities that are out there that if they listen to the community a little bit more would make these transitions that have to happen a little smoother. That's that's an interesting thought. Um I, I do agree with you that that the uh, the brawls are going to be basically like a little a little test to see how things work in a competitive environment. Um, I, I I I will be very interested to see how the tier ten brawl goes, just because you know um, it, these 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 captain skills. The, I feel like most of the builds have become very all or nothing. Um, especially when it comes to cruisers. And since cruisers tend to make up the lion's share of actual ships used in competitive, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if this meta just becomes, you know, Henry's and, you know, Henry's and BB's sitting at 20, 22 kilometers and Venezia's just spamming again. I think the fact that they chose to do some brawls and some clan battles with no carriers is great, but it also speaks to the notion of their concern that, hey, if there's something on the map that's constantly able to spot with no risk to itself, it's just going to be tier nine, or uh, sorry, not tier nine, season nine all over again, where it's just Venezia's and Stalingrad's at 20, you know, 20 plus kilometers trading with each other and no DDs because there's a carrier. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty fair assertion that this is their test. Um, and I hope, I hope that they listen. And I don't know the correct way to. I honestly don't know the correct way to make a concise, deliberate, and well-supported, with evidence and demonstration, assertion to the company like Wargaming that hey, this is not good for your game. Um, I I don't, you know, I don't know how to do that exactly, but. <laughs> um, I feel like it would be necessary before too long. So, um, uh, well, gentlemen, I, I appreciate you both joining me. I, I actually don't think I have too much uh, more speculation or any more questions for Doyle beyond that. I, I, I assume you don't really want to talk about carrier, carrier skills, do you, Doyle? I mean, we can touch on it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, you know, you know my, my position well enough. I think I have. Yes, I do know your position on it. Um, a lot of the skills, like we were talking about um, the all or nothing thing mm -hmm. just now, or you were, like cruisers, all or nothing damage versus all or nothing concealment and like stealth, whatever. Carriers is like that. Like we'll go back to the Costco or like, I guess a buffet analogy would be good too. Um, if you're not running like a full fighter build or something on a carrier, like nothing is bad. Like everything is like, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, this is good. This is good. There's no trade-off. Like, sure, yeah. 
10% torp protection is just negated, but then there's nothing ha nothing that happens to you. Like you don't lose like ship or I mean um plane speed or like plane health or something to get that. It's just a free 10% extra torp damage effectively. Right. So I you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Two things. One, the um you know, the fact that uh, um a fighter build on CVs versus I guess traditional build. Um, I, I do want to. I do want to ask. Uh, don't let me forget. I do want to ask if you think that's viable. I may need to get a couple of CV guys on to talk about it specifically. Um, but um, you know, prior to this patch, I do feel as though there were only really two ways in which you could take a skill that was actually potentially harmful to you. Uh, one was the torpedo boost speed. Um, I forget what it was called. I never used it. Excel. Torpedo acceleration. Yeah. Um, yeah, which you know increases your speed by five knots or something like that, and then dropped your range by twenty percent, which I rarely found it to be that useful. Just because five knots, I didn't think made as much of a difference as you know potentially four kilometers worth of of torpedoes for like a Shima or a, a Sashio. Um, you know, Sashio Shimakaze with the 20km torps, it's like, yeah, fine, you can drop it to 16 and still be fine. Um, or maybe even the 16km torps on the gearing, you know, they, they go down a little bit, but hey, they get faster. Um, but before, the skills that actually had detriments to them were relegated to just that, the torpedo acceleration skill, and then also the legendary mods. The legendary mods basically mm -hmm. changed what your ship did well. And I know that Wargaming wanted that to be the case. I, I actually feel like in very few cases does it actually make for something better, just different. And it's better to just take whatever your ship already does well and make it better at that. Um, the the one exception to that I think I can recall is from casting King of the Sea last time I saw... Or maybe it was King of the Sea or it was... Verizon, it was, it was King of the Sea, yeah, because it was tier 10. I, I watched for the first time the legendary Russian server aggression actually come full force, where I watched Kleber's and Marceau's, like Kleber's specifically, that took the leg mod just to get much better stealth at the cost of gun reload, and it would just be a torp, a kamikaze torp boat, and it did pretty well at it. And I just thought, what in the hell am I watching? But overall, I generally feel like the the legendary mods that have major downsides that come along with them are usually not worth it. Um, and, I mean, you know, Borla, I guess I'll ask you first. I mean, do you feel like most of the skills in your... You know, you don't have to be too precise yet because it's, it's still early. Do you feel like most of the skills that have detriments to them, do you feel like they're also sort of not worth it? Well, we talked earlier about the super heavy AP shells for battleships, and I think that's a great example of that 5% maximum damage is something, but I don't think in the long run, most of your battleships, you're going to want that 30% duration on your fires and floods. And I, like I mentioned earlier, when you're talking about that, I would rather see everything balanced on the positives of a skill rather than have too much of a penalty or maybe any penalty. I think the legendary mods, the way they did those, Many of them made sense or it was a choice, but the way this skill tree is laid out there, I I don't think they should have as big a negatives on a couple of those things. They should, you know, maybe reduce the positive and balance it that way or whatever. But 
I think there's going to be a lot of players who don't understand the game well that are going to take skills not realizing how much they're handicapping themselves and nerfing their ship based on the negative and, and i think that super heavy ap shell is an example yeah doyle what do you think about that basically said exactly what i would i mean all right yeah all right and then uh yeah do you do you feel like you understand it well enough to give us sort of a a rundown of the functionality of a fighter build carrier now not at all. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I have some. Uh, I have some filthy CV mains in my back pocket who love to talk about CVs that I'll probably bring on specifically to do a talk about, um, <laughs> you know, fighter build carrier versus uh, versus. I guess I just call it traditional, I suppose. And uh, I'll spare you, Doyle, from having to discuss it <laughs> thank you <laughs> my pleasure well thank you for coming and thank you for taking the time along with your uh compatriot Freis there for taking the time to put together a guide for everybody to look at it was helpful to me and i feel like i'm pretty good at this game so uh, i can only imagine that it would be extraordinarily helpful for a lot of other players um thank you for doing that thank you for coming on and talking with me um also congratulations to you and to your clan for winning the verizon tournament um that was that was the most fun I've had, like, being excited about the game was the Verizon tournament. Playing in it uh, in the earlier parts and then watching the finals with along with 52,000 52, other people watching the Verizon tournament, uh, which 07 captured over all four other servers. That was, that was so much fun. Was that fun? Was that fun oh. for you, Doyle? Uh, I, I wish I could play it again, dude. That was, I think that was, like, peak... Peak WoW's competitive, and I'm, I feel like many of my clanmates will share that sentiment. It was very a very good, interesting time. I was I was really happy about that. Yeah, and and I think I mean that's a totally different topic than what we've been talking about. But I think they've got to do something like that again. When you look at the size of audience and the amount of people who participated, I think that's something that we're probably going to see them get involved more in trying to run some of the competitive tournaments like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it almost makes me wonder, um, you know, if, what was it, it, it was a 30, 30 grand prize pool, right? I mean, we we know that Wargaming itself as a total makes a good deal of money. Um, and we know that, uh, you know, we know that World of Warships must also do pretty well. They... <laughs> the, 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 tier, the tier 9 ships you can buy are $80, and... There are lots of them, so I have a feeling they must do okay. I almost wonder if that's the right way to get a lot of people watching is to have these sponsored tournaments. Um, and I, I hope, I hope that having fifty-two thousand people watching uh, at one time—that's just at one time. That's not total eyeballs that grace the screen, by the way. That's just the max viewers at any one given time. Um, I hope that's enough to encourage them to sort of use that as a as a leverage tool for future sponsors. To say, hey, look, we get a lot of eyeballs watching this when it when we do it, you know, throw us throw some money our way and and or what have you, and uh, throw some we'll use some of it to to pay the players as well. Um, yeah, I hope I hope, I do hope that works more in the future because that yeah. was just delightful. Um, okay, well, gentlemen, I'm going to cut it off there because we're I think we're approaching an hour, and I I promised myself I wouldn't let these podcasts go on for too long, so. 
Um, thank you, Borla, for coming and, and providing, you know, another perspective. As always, a pleasure to have you. Um, Doyle, thank you as well. I'm going to make sure we have down in the description below a link to the 07 uh, Commander Skill Rework uh, guide made by Doyle and by Frice. That'll be down there. Um, and uh, if I can think of anything else, I'll put it in the description below. Um but I... Maybe the link you mentioned it earlier would probably be good to remind everybody who's listening oh. that they get to reset their commanders, yes. all of them at once, one time. Yes. Uh, apparently, if you hit the link once, you can't do it a second time. So people <laughs> yeah. might want to make sure that they don't, you know, play around with a bunch of stuff and leave it yeah. at, at kind of meme builds before they do it. But there is one time reset for everything. You're absolutely right. I really highly recommend everybody do this. Go to Wargaming site and click the i don't remember exactly where it is but i'll put a link down below to make sure you go and reset all of your captains across the board i know it's daunting to think shit i'm gonna have to re to you know re-skill spec all these captains but you don't want to get stuck with the wargaming defaults and then with incoming fire with incoming fire alert on your thunder. on your thunderer you don't want that because i mean it's gonna cost an arm and a leg to respec these guys to reset them and respect them for credits or doubloons and you know, I've got, I've got a lot of commanders in a lot of ships. You guys, you don't want that to happen. So, uh, yeah, I really highly recommend you you reset it yourself um, with the wargaming link. And then also to, to everyone who took Dead Eye on a battleship, I want to make a point to you about one thing before we go, which is Dead Eye is great. It's a no-brainer skill. It just buffs your ship. But when it's not activated because you pushed up to support your DDs and to support your cruisers, your ship is never worse than it used to be before the Captain Skill rework. It's still just as good as it was before. <laughs> you can still hit things exactly as you have for the entirety of your run of World of Warships. It doesn't mean you have to sit in the back just to make sure you get 10% bonus to dispersion. Please keep that in mind. <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, I, I think we'll be good. So um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, reset those captains. Get up close and personal with your BBs, and, and don't be afraid to, to lose out on some dispersion if it means you can actually support your team and win a game. Um, so anyway, we'll see you guys next time on Get to, go to, Get to Know... What the hell is this show called? Get to Know World of Warships. There you go.